podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to another Buzz Podcast. So what is the buzz of the town? It's always, no, no, it's not Liverpool this time. Um, it is still Game of Thrones and it's season eight, episode five, The Bells. Oh my dear God. What? Oh my dear God, even. What did I just watch? What did I just watch? Um, I am actually quite shocked. I've watched it for a second time and, um, a little bit forwarding little bits that I, you know, remembered already. But I was um, taken aback a little bit by this one. But, yeah, I think we're going to have some difference in opinions a little bit. Let's go uh, Let's go with who we got. We got Scott Chandler's back, AI writer. Welcome back, Scott, after a week's break. Happy to be here. Needed some time to, to wrap my head around everything. It's been <laughs> intense the past few weeks. It has been intense, hasn't it? It's been a mad. The football has been mental. Um, and we have Jessel as well at Jessel TV on Twitter. Jessel, welcome back to you as well. Uh, thanks, Gags. It's, uh, it's been a couple of weeks. I've built my fireproof bomb shelter in my garden. So, uh, <laughs> I, I think I feel safe now. You're going to fucking need it today, aren't you? What the hell? This is going to be nuts. So, um, I don't really want to fuss about with this episode. I don't want to go through scene by scene. I think we'll cover. Uh, a lot of the episode I feel links back in together with itself by what happens at the end. And I think there's one thing, if you're listening, that you want us to talk about, and that's Daenerys Targaryen, Stormborn, Breaker of Chains, Burner of People Alive. <laughs> so basically this is, I mean, Scott, let's go there. Let's fucking go there, man. Because literally, you you hear the bells... And you see Tyrion relaxed. You see John, who's already like changed his facial, um, you know, what his, his expression when the guys drop the swords and he's relieved that no more people are going to die. You can actually see it on his face. But then, but then they show Danny angry as fuck and she flies off and you still think, Maybe she's just going to see Cersei. Maybe she's, we're going to have a face to face here with the dragon and the mountain or something, something interesting. But we got something fucking else, Scott. Like, what the fucker did they do? <laughs> she destroyed everything. Yeah, there's not a whole lot left. Uh, it's not great city planning if you're <laughs> trying to take over, you know, just a thought. It's going to be some rebuilding left, probably more than she intended. But yeah, I think it was that moment where everything flipped and, you know, I think it came pr- sort of around halfway through the episode. It just seemed like everything, oh, that was pretty easy. You know, I thought dragons could easily be killed by big, big crossbows of scorpions. Nah, guess not. But at that moment, it just seemed like everything was going well. I like want to counter that, that though. Hope. I want to counter that point yeah. that, that they did, what they did show was that she learned 
She came from a high angle, went down, and if you noticed, to move that scorpion up and down, they had to have a man run it, so she was changing her trajectory up and down when she was burning them, so she was out of shot every time. They, she basically figured it out, finally. She did learn. She learned, you know, Rick... I love that, uh, Rick on, I love Rickon that. didn't zigzag. Rickon <laughs> yeah. didn't zigzag. She did learn. All right. So she is smart. We can't take that away from her. There is also some precedent. You know, you go back, part of the history of the books is, you know, when Aegon the Conqueror took over and how he burnt up Heron Halls, he went way high into the clouds and came straight down. And so she came through the sun. You know, that did, you know, affect the ability to actually target her and things like that. So, but I mean, there's so much nuances. I mean, that's more about plot continuity and things like that. I think just the big thing of the whole Daenerys is, something that we had talked about when we were going through the series rewind and when we were going through the season eight preview as we talked about is she going to break bad is she going to go mad queen and for me i think this part of this episode started right in the beginning when they showed the prior scenes from past episodes and they showed the scene of her walking away at the end of the last episode but they played we the don't get that quotes. in the uk buddy we oh don't, you don't get no, that in the UK i watched version. i watched it again on another version american version and I got to gotcha. see that. And I saw... Well, that really tipped So they, they talked... Um, Eamon, didn't they? Eamon was speaking from the Night's Watch. The the maester. Yeah. So he his words... Down. Yeah. So loads of stuff. I got them stuff. all. Exactly. Yeah, oh, so you read them all down? Go on then. Hit us. I got them all right. So it starts with... And, the, and there's eight quotes that go, be, they go... They just fire them off. One after another. They go right over the top of each other as she's walking. It first starts with Varys saying, you know, someone else has a better claim to the throne. Cersei talks about how each Targaryen is a coin flip, which then Varys said directly in the episode. Barristan Selmy says the Mad King gave justice that he thought people deserved. Tyrion says children are, are not their fathers. Olena Tyrell says be the dragon. That's when she told Cersei basically, you know, lay down the law. Jorah says she's got a gentle heart. Aemon, which you said, Aemon Targaryen says, you know, it's a terrible thing for a Targaryen to be alone in the world. And then the final one is Viserys. You don't want to wake the dragon. So right there in the American, you know, the American version, they give you in those scenes, they set the stage right there. Because I think for so many people, for some, it was a shock. I think Gags, if I recall correctly, you didn't think she was going to go Mad Queen. We talked about the possibility. We thought, ah, nah, maybe they'll still go with the, you know, the revolutionary arc. But when you look back on it, I mean, it's there. But man, I don't know about you, Jessel, but it it just, it seems like... There's so much. It, all the foundation is there, yeah, but the so trigger much. for what what she does to the city Dude, is uh, that Dude, was missing for me. There's foreshadowing in literally every. There's so many ep- in every season. Someone, an advisor, is calming her down. Every like Sajora is gone. Missande is gone. All the people that would give her good advice are gone. The people that she trusts used to trust now that she would listen to have betrayed her. Every single one of those fuckers have betrayed her, and she is not eating, not drinking, not seeing people for days, and she is gone. Literally, this is now depth of, you know, there's just, you could see someone go into a proper crazy place. So, Jessel, from your point of view, because you have a totally different point of view to ours on this, um, you didn't like that she went mad. No, it's not that, actually. Um, I don't mind that she went mad. Not a problem with it at all. It's the way that they did it. So yeah. the way that I've explained it is what they've chosen is absolutely fine with me. How they've reached there 
doesn't make sense to me. And I know that we've disagreed about this already on WhatsApp today, but I mean, obviously we can get into it now. Mm. For me, when you look through all the seasons, every time she's burnt someone alive or, or you know, executed them or this or that or had the dragon eat them, whatever it is, <laughs> it's always basically been like an act of war. Yeah, yeah like yeah. they are an actual a, enemy. Like and there's a been, reason, proper yeah, reason. There's an actual reason. Today, there was no reason for her to just systematically commit mass genocide in king's landing to destroy the city the main you know um you know the red keep this that buildings yeah fine but actually just slaughtering people i have there a reason, was no but I'll there was no it. reason for it um oh, no you know you jump in what, what's the reason so I, I actually think they built it from the start of the episode so varis obviously gets burned alive which is i mean i was speaking to suki earlier and she was saying how the dragon coming through the darkness was such a brilliant shot wasn't it you oh, know, yeah. of, of when it just appears and then burns him, you're like, whoa, that's so good. But, um, so they show Varys writing all these notes and, you know, he's got, he started to do, build the, that little network again. And obviously that girl is part of the show, but how many people has he done that with? How many how times has he written? He's sitting there in that room all day, maybe a few days, four days, writing, writing, writing since we've last seen him. You know he's the master of whispers. You know the man has a network. So when she is up there, she is sitting on that perch. She knows, because even Tyrion is saying he's the master of whispers to her. You know that this guy has just gone and told the world about this. And in my opinion, she's sitting there thinking, and she's thought, she's told this to John as well when, you know, he, um, he's, he's having a chat with her and she tries to kiss him and he rejects her again rejects her again and that's the second time now in two episodes that he rejects her or sorry three episodes whichever way it is and obviously that's not going to do good for you i mean the auntie trying to go after her nephew is crazy but obviously whatever you know if it tickles you whatever fancy but she's sitting there going right and she told him as well they love you they don't love me they know that you're, you know, they'll go for you. You're the heir. You'll, you'll be the rightful heir. So everybody will go towards you. Now, with what Varys has been doing on the side, subtly, su- very subtlety, boys, in, in my opinion. Um, she then thinks up there, what's the point? What is the point here? All these people know, will know. Sooner or later are going to know. So I'm just going to wipe. And if there's loads of them that already know, I'm wiping them. I am just wiping them all out and starting fresh. She has gone nuts. She's gone absolutely nuts. And I feel that the stuff that they were doing with Varys when he's writing, otherwise, why even show him writing? Why even, why even do that? They know what he's doing. We know that, just show the first No, one hang on a sec. No, no, no. You're missing, you're missing something huge with Varys. When he's talking to that little girl whose name is, I think her name is Marta. She was actually in the crypt with it. Marla, her name is. She was hiding in the crypt with Varys in episode three. Mm. And she comes back. Now, basically, He's trying to get Marla to poison her food. He's trying to poison. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, he's trying to kill her. He's trying to kill her. So That's of course, what it seemed like to he's me. betraying her. It's out and out. But it's not just treason. It's literally an assassination attempt. Of course, she should kill him. She said it in the last season. I don't mind him. I don't mind him killing. I don't mind. I don't mind killing him. But he's also sending those notes. That's obvious to people. Oh yeah. So well, that's, yeah, that's, that's the, the point. Writing... That's the point. The letter writing is also a callback to what Ned did by sending the letter to Stannis, who then sent the letter to the other lords of Westeros. Now, it's hard to know who still goes around. They mentioned the Prince of Dorne. Gendry is supposed to rule Storm's End. I guess, you know, you have uh, Yara is out in 
and Pike and stuff like that. You know, most of Westeros has been decimated, but that's what it seems like he's laying the foundation. He's going to lay the foundation saying, fine, I'm going to get this secret out of there. And then once the genie's under the bottle, out of the bottle, she won't be able to, you know, change that. And then the people will rise against her. So I, I think, Gags, that is an interesting point because what is the reason? Why does she blow up this entire city? Because is it fear when she says, I choose fear then? Is it just, I'm going to lay, lay the smack down. I'm going to do something so horrible and reprehensible that no one will ever even think to challenge me, no matter how good of a claim somebody else has. But it, it, the foundation for her to be a mad queen is there, but the trigger, you know, she's isolated. The people she loved are gone. There's no one to check her worst impulses. Tyrion is still there. He's a good person, but he's been taken losses for past two seasons now he's he has no idea what to do but it's again destroying innocence still doesn't fit with her entire persona that she was in essos which is the breaker of chains you know she's the she's freeing people from tyranny and oppression this is just straight out slaughter it so that that's the thing the trigger for me and what she does as a result of it is the, the thing that doesn't make sense I completely agree. And I'd, I also add that I, I don't think in this episode at the beginning, she's actually mad as in like clinically insane. I think she's angry. She's grieving. She's hurt, isolated. Yeah, sure. But I don't know how you can spin that into mass genocide within 42 minutes, basically, because that's how long it takes for her. And and to I me, mean, it's not it's even not the last episode of two minutes, though, is it in the show? OK, I'm, yeah, no, in, in, from the beginning of the show to when she starts torching innocence, that's basically about how much time it takes. Oh yeah, but that's not that's that's the show. That's not in real like what they're trying to depict in there. Yeah. It's like going to take them four or five days to get there. Just this is festering in there. This is festering for weeks because it's going to take people time to get from one place to another. But we've been watching this for eight years, and for me, like again, you're laying the foundation for certain things. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, what I said before stands true. If they wanted her to go mad and be the Mad Queen, then fine. But I think they've skipped a lot of steps because they were rushed. This just seems like you're turning in your homework at the last minute, basically, where you skip steps, skip steps, and then you just have the major plot point, and you haven't laid the foundation. Like Scott said, you know, they, they these these seasons are too short to to do something like this to have such a twist, and and that is what the real problem is. I don't have any problem with her doing what she's well. Obviously, it's not nice what she's done, but you know, if the justification was clearer, then fine, no problem. I disagree. I think I could see it. We we talked about it last week on the pod when I said she's going mad queen. Because she looked like she was going mad. She looked like to me when she was grabbing John's face. There's signs of desperation, craziness sneaping in. It has been from the start. And like I said before, she's been quick to jump on. Let's just burn the city. And people have calmed her down every time. Every time. This was in season seven. Yes, before they were going to like get the, get go, go beyond the wall. You know, when they're planning stuff there, she's like, let's just go build a seat. You can't do that. You can't do that. Everyone's just telling her, Sajora's doing it from the start. Loads of people have been saying to her, you just can't go do that because you're becoming what you don't want to become. Well, she said she wasn't going to, she didn't want to be the queen of the ashes, which is exactly what she ended up doing. I think there's two big things here. You know, we talk about the pacing and, you know, like Jessel said, it's like, did you show your work or not? And, some of it has been laid the whole time. It's the conflict between her good nature. You know, Jorah says she has a good heart. Some of that is in there, but it's, it's also her yeah. desire to rule the entire time. And you could mm -hmm. see it, like Gag said at the last episode in the last Starks, you know, she's like, look, I'm not waiting any longer. I, I sidebarred for you, you know, because it made sense to save humanity, but it's my time now. And, you know, she's starting to get closer to what she wanted to do initially when she got to Westeros. Was is like, look, I'm going to take the dragons. I'm going to go right to the Red Keep. I'm going to burn it down. So, and you know, 
And the other second point is, and I don't know if you guys saw this either, no. you know, being on the other side of the pond, is they do the inside the episode afterwards, which is yeah, now in this that. season become where they kind of explain everything. And, and that's where they show their work. And and David, or I think it was D.B. Vice said, look, the reason why she did this to the King's Landing is it became personal for her. She looked at the Red Keep. It was a sign of everything they had taken from her. And she it became personal. And I get that. So go towards the Red Keep and all the people who were inside the castle that she brought, that Cersei brought in, you know, it's unfortunate for them. But the entire other part of King's Landing had nothing to do with that. Even if she burns the Lannister soldiers and says, you know what, you guys don't get to surrender for what you did. I think we could all live with that. Yeah, she put, her, she put her own people in danger as well. She put this her, is yeah, the exact she, point, yes. Yeah, she Scott's put her own people in She just, she, she, she just put her own people in uh, danger as well. Like, they're just running around going, what the hell's going on? Let's get out. John had to run out in the end. Uh, because he's just like, well, there's no point. We're just going to get torched. Uh, because she's just flying around like a mad woman. And she literally was everything. I couldn't believe how she just, the, the start, by the way, when it starts, you are, you are fist, you know, you are punching the air when she destroys the boats and the, the, the fleet. And then she destroys all the scorpions on the edges of the, the castle and whatever, you know, it, a King's Landing. It just, it's brilliant. But then that bit just goes wild. I, I actually think that, um, it, it was fine. It made sense to me. I honestly, when I was watching it first time, it just felt like this woman just let's go through the history of Danny, what she's been doing. She has gone through, built this army through loads of pain of her own. Um, she's gone and conquered all these places. Yeah. Break her chains, everything, but she's done it at a lot of pain to herself. But then she comes over, she finds love in John. And then she decides, you know what? I'll go fight your battle first because I, I love you and I trust you. Go on, we'll do this. So they go over. They go. She loses half her army, pretty much, which she she put together for her own battle, not for John's. And then she loses Sajora, and then she loses Missande, and then she gets betrayed by the person she loves the most, John, and then by her advisors. And she knows she's, and she, all the while, all of that time, she's been feeling neglected, alone, left out by the North, totally, or anybody in that country, even, on that side of the world. So, when it comes to it, personally, if you're mourning, I mean, we're going into deep here, but if, if it's a person who's literally spent all this time with all these people in her life, and they're all gone, and they were the good parts of your life in terms of gave you good advice, everything, and now you're acting on impulse. This type of stuff can happen, especially when you ride a fucking dragon. <laughs> you know? I mean, if you're just a normal person walking around, yeah, you probably go punch a few people. But when you ride a dragon and you're mad, shit's going to happen. So It's an, in- it's an interesting it does, test, but isn't it, it just, about it, where you stand? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's totally... Sorry, gone, it's, Scott. Totally, it, sorry, gone, Scott. No, I just felt like... Yeah, no, I just... I, I get all that. And, you know, I, you know, when we talked about going into this season, what kind of end did we foresee? And, you know, I, I thought something I more heroic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought something more heroic between her and John, because we talked about what, what do, how do we think the show ends? You know, call back to the, the, the line that Ramsey gave in season three. If you think this has a, a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. It, it, we have to keep that in mind. It's still very much Game of Thrones, but they had started to bring some light into it, you know, with the success in the Battle of the Bastards mm. and, you know, bringing people together and the heroes were starting to win. And it was starting to end, you know, if it ended on a happy note of Danny breaking the wheel, 
taking over Westeros and bringing peace and, and good treatment to people instead of, you know, the cruelty that they've been suffering up until then under the Lannisters or in everybody else who's come before, that would make sense. And again, even if, you know, that would have made sense to us. But Mad Queen makes sense, too, because, again, the foundations are there. The plot line is there. That's the part about Game of Thrones. Most people are not pure light or pure dark. That's the nuance. That's even George R. R. Martin has said he thinks, you know, the true, you know, conflict is in the human heart not just between the forces of good and evil because people mm. have shades of gray. But again, and I think Jessel, you're kind of saying the same thing. I get all of that and I get Cersei, you know, I get her anger towards Cersei, but if she had just gone straight to the red keep and took it straight to the ground and just the castle, but left the city, that makes sense. But the wanton destruction doesn't fit with what does she want afterwards? Or as if she is so mentally distraught, she says, you know what? I have to rule. It's my destiny. It's what I've wanted forever. I don't care if it's by fear. Did, did and everybody's going to know now. Yeah. Everybody's going to know uh, uh, you don't mess with the dragon. Did you, guys notice, did you guys notice anything different about her, though? Her hair's changed. It's all, like, messed up. There's Ashen. It's me- very there is, gray. There is, it just shows. It just looks like she's gone. It really does, though. It, everything makeup's different. They made her look crazy. They really have. Like oh, it, a Dragonstone, it, she looked like a crazy bag lady. I mean, she looked, I mean, but she looked like what we thought the Mad King would look like. Yeah, we've only like got, his, we've only like got snippets of the Mad King. The she looked exactly hair. what yeah, you thought the Mad King would look like. And the way she was resting her arm on that thing. Oh my God, she just looked like a villain. She looked crazy. I thought, what the hell's going on here? She's gone a bit too much, but she went for it. Sorry, Jessel. Yeah, just to jump on what Scott was saying before, I completely agree with everything he's saying. And I'd like to posit like another way that they could have gone. Like, say, for example, when she was perched up there on the dragon, just stationary, say if they if there had been an actual trigger for her, you know, killing civilians, like say if they'd started throwing rocks or fruit at her or whatever, or, or someone had taken a stray shot at her, at her dragon or this or that and triggered it. And then she actually killed some civilians. Then that, again, would make sense because then you'd be like, OK, she's not just you know, random people running away for their lives, just torching them for no good reason, because there is literally no good to come out of it. I, I know Gags had that theory before, and that's fair enough. But, you know, I just don't think it makes sense. It just doesn't fit in with the previous, you know, few years. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I think you have to focus on what's going on now, though, rather than the three years. There's things have changed. We don't if I if you talk about me when I was 16 years old, I'm a totally different person now. I can't you can't say you know, that things don't change. People change. Things happen. She has gone through hell, man. And then that, that's going to happen. If she, if she thinks none of these people are going to be her people and they're going to take this throne away from her, the thing that she's lived for the whole of her life, she's going to do it. She's going to just go nuts. If you're in that mindset, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, by but, the way. But by I the way, think I think it's despicable. I don't think she was absolutely crazy. She's I don't think she was crazy. At the beginning of the episode, when she's talking to John, I think she's lucid. She's annoyed. She's angry. But she's lucid. Everything she's saying, or when she's talking to Tyrion as well, she's saying, you, you know, she knows what's going on. She's, she literally point, paints out exactly what has happened. John told Sansa. Sansa told you. You told uh, Varys. And and then she's when she's speaking to John, I think she's lucid. Um, it's not like her father, who is completely utterly insane, like and has been for years. And the other thing is, the real Mad Queen here is Cersei. For years and years, she has been the actual Mad Queen. She's got off, got sexual kicks off from burning people alive. Yeah which she has and and all this kind of other stuff blowing up buildings this that wildfire slaughtering people beheading Missandei for no good reason that was just last week mm. she is the mad queen and she gets the scot free from a lot of people because she oh she cried at the end 
I know. No, she, did, she does not get one iota of sympathy from me. She is the mad queen of Game of Thrones. I know a lot of people were like, oh, I felt so it. it was funny. I did, it was, it was dead weird how she died. I just, we'll get to her in a second though. But uh, I just think, let's finish with Danny. Cause you know what? With, with Danny comes John. There's always that connection. Jessel, I'm going to stick with you for this. Um, where does this stand? Because you could see it in his face. I, I don't want to be this mad bitch. Uh, I I think he's had enough, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, you, you know, in fairness, he's always been very principled. He's not like the sharpest tool in the box. And he does make <laughs> frequent mistakes and all this kind of stuff, and he rushes in too quickly. But he's got a good heart. And that that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to make a great leader like Varys thinks he does. He doesn't want the job anyway, and he keeps kind of failing upwards constantly. But as far as him and Danny goes, I mean, it's done. She, you know, she tries to kiss him. He said, well, I mean, he gives mis- mixed messages. He says, oh, I love you, and you're my queen. And she, and she kisses him, and then he pulls away. But I think he's had enough of that. I just don't think he wants to bang his aunt, basically. I'm, the I'm, interesting I'm with thing, you. yeah. Well, the interesting thing will be next week where, you know, I mean, I guess it, maybe at the end of the, this this um, this podcast, we'll kind of like posit theories for next week. But yeah. I think a lot is going to happen next week. And I can see kind of twists, turns. I'm pretty convinced that him or Arya is going to finish Danny off. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot. It has set up next week nicely. I'll definitely give it that for sure. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think. Absolutely. I think the, the, the scene now is set in terms of just... I mean, how do they, how does everybody react to that? You know, the Tyrion's, I feel Tyrion's days are numbered now because she's going to realize, um, you know, Jamie got away. How did that happen? So Scott, I think there's, there's just so much shit going to go down next episode that we might see some of the favorites actually go, but it is the last episode. So it's not too bad, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now or never, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think. You know, some people were talking about, well, what's left? You know, this feels like this episode felt like the season finale or series finale. And there's not, I completely no disagree. Chance. I think there's no a lot chance. of conflict. Oh and I think God. they've really been, this whole epi- season has been pointing towards that direction. The whole point to go Mad Queen is to set up the final conflict John between Danny, John it? and Danny. Yeah, and that's the tragedy. It's it's the Dance of Dragons, which was the old, the old Targaryen Civil War. Now we have one episode, so we're not going to get a prolonged, you know, battle between the two of them. Or conflict, it's going to come to a head pretty quickly, but it's going to ensnare most of the other major characters. Sansa is going to be in the targets. You know, I know she's a you know on the other side of the country, but Danny knows. I would knows, love her Danny to fly knows, there now, Scott, and burn her up. Well, that would be one way to turn John against her. I mean, I don't. That would be pretty direct. But I think John is. I mean, when we <laughs> anything could happen. Anything could happen, but I think when Jess and I, you know, are talking about it, just it seems kind of it just doesn't seem to fit on why she did some of the things she did because she's not thinking ahead well what comes next we talked about what does come next with the people what is john gonna do john can't follow her after that he said you're my queen always there's no way john who he is as a principal person can follow somebody who's going to do that no and yes she has the dragon nobody else does she still has a formidable army but we've seen when the entire country turns on the capital it turns on the crown it's it, you know they can go under even you know, in the past history of Westeros with a dragon, and I know that Mad King didn't have a dragon, so that obviously changes things. But, you know, you when you come the Queen of the Ashes, how do you inspire a country to follow behind you? Is it going to be only fear? Well, that has a finite amount of time because people eventually say enough is enough and they're going to rebel. And, I mean, John is going to probably turn away from her. Tyrion 
you know, I, I thought that was great how, how Danny called out Tyrion right away. It's like, didn't you understand why Sansa told you? You think it's just because she trusted you? No, she was trying to ca- cause yeah, Tyrion's chaos. coming across. That's a bit the thick. way it seemed to me. He's coming I mean, Sansa wasn't doing that, you know, to, you know, because she, she yeah. has. I mean, she realized how stupid Tyrion's been. So I think that's what it'll be. It'll be all these people banding against against Danny because she really doesn't have anybody left except the dragon. Grey Worm in the army. That's can, it. Can I no do one, one prediction whilst we're here on the dragon? It, yeah. That's going to be the final betrayal, my friend. Drogon. Because she's going to say Dracarys to John. She wants to kill John and he will deny it because he knows he's a Targaryen. Because of the touch from the season six, was it? Season seven? When he touches him. Seven. Season yeah. seven. Out of he Dragon, knows that so. he's Targaryen. That's why he doesn't do anything to him. So I am, I am, I think she will be broken at that point. Yeah. When I think so. I think that's Drogon an awesome will not. Drogon, Drogon will not kill John, and he'll just. Yeah, this is why they shouldn't have killed Rhaegal. Because why don't you? Why don't you say Rhaegal is too hurt? He can't go into battle. We're gonna leave him on the sidelines. He'll still be around. Mm. And then, you, you know, don't bring, don't kill Rhaegal because you can set up a final conflict where they each have a dragon. And, because you know, of the maybe scorpions in it. it, they wanted to build up the scorpions. That's yeah. the only reason he ki- they killed him because the, they but wanted it meant to... nothing. It was yeah. it was such a quick. It was such a quick. Oh, we should be afraid of the scorpions. Oh yeah. wait, not really. If you come from the... so I don't. Yeah, it was rushed. If, if there had, but the whole thing rushed. Been, yeah, it was rushed. If Drogon had taken any damage or anything like that, maybe you, they would have had more weight to it. But I think you could have sidelined Rhaegal, not killed him, but bring him back and saying, you know, John decides. I have to take down Danny. Well, how am I supposed to take down somebody who has a dragon? Mm. Well, I guess I'll take my own dragon. And that would be the real tragedy of brother against brother, you know, aunt against nephew or lover against lover. I mean, that would be a real dance of dragons. I thought that would have been a better way to spin it, but I like the way you predicted it because you can still have that, right? You can. If Drogon yeah, yeah. refuses to kill him. Yeah, it would be beautiful. Well, I mean, I, I actually thought that Drogon might might um, breathe fire on John, and John is just impervious to it because he's like. We haven't seen anything uh, to prove he isn't, is it? Do uh, we? We, have, we haven't seen that. No, I that mean, would, that so would be. We've seen the opposite from season but that's one. What I've always thought he got burned in season one by when he grabbed oh. the fiery lantern. So we oh, know the opposite. Oh, look at you! Yeah. Look at you! <laughs> well, that's why I'm here, right? That's why you guys invite me for these things. Come on. Well, okay, so he can get burnt. That are bad, but I think he does refuse. I, I, I would love it if that happened because. That would um, that would just be very very interesting that the dragon is does actually have a brain and he's not like you know I'm just going to do what you tell me to. Uh, kind well, of dragons thing. are very intelligent creatures exactly. in the nature of the story. So I mean, it, it, I mean, look, Drogon went off for most of season five and was flying out on his own. We have no idea what he was doing. You know, it's probably too late for some of that to have any sort of impact. But it shows you at the very least. You know, his relationship with Danny, yeah, it's symbiotic, and dragon riders do bind with the dragon, but it's not perfect, and it hasn't been perfect in the show. He can make up his own mind, and it'll. And I think that's a really good point. I could really see that happening. So, I just mean, so, I, I think I think Drogon was laying eggs actually. In uh, that's in what everyone two. thinks, but it's not happening, is it? We thought yeah. it was yeah, happening. This one, there could be a twist in the tale. We know, all but... thought, right, that this one, when when Euron's looking up, uh, Suki, you sent me this link, and she's like, if, if, when Euron's looking up, it's like a bunch of dragons coming down, and that's yeah. it. They shit themselves. But I wanted to say to you, Jessel, if they had built. This story over a season of her going crazy, and then we had another season of John versus Danny. That would have been a fitting kind of, 
I don't know, end, wouldn't it? That would have been interesting, I think. That would have been really built nicely if they had the... But I suppose because they don't even have the books as well, this was always going to kind of happen. That was going to be rushed at the end. And once I think the directors started getting their own different projects, this was cut short to, what, eight seasons and six episodes. Um, it's. I mean, the reason why I understand it is because you, kind of, you could see this coming a mile off. Yeah, I mean, this is where I'm going to randomly praise George Lucas a lot for the prequels because I'm a massive fan of the prequels <laughs> oh, of Star Wars. I know I'm the only person. Like, there's, only, there's a few this of us. This is a hot take. <laughs> I've done podcasts on this before where we, we actually we love the prequel. In fact, I mean, to be honest, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Star Wars film, full stop. That one was very good. I love that brilliant. one. I will, that I will protect that one. Um, but anyway, basically, it's really interesting because yesterday's episode of Game of Thrones really reminded me that, that um, Daenerys's journey is kind of like Anakin Skywalker in the prequels. It's really similar, actually, in, in a lot of ways, like how she's kind of plucked and then how she grows and grows. And then, But the problem is, is Anakin gradually goes over to the dark side and you see clear influences tugging at him and he has clear fears like the loss of his mother and the loss of his wife and this and that and all this kind of stuff. So it's a really well-planned-out, chartered thing. Now, obviously, the prequels have issues with acting and all this kind of stuff, but George Lucas was just in charge of it. <laughs> there was no timeline. You know, the yeah. actors weren't trying to stop other places, and, you know, there was no studio above him saying, oh, well, actually, you know, we want to do this and do that and all that. Because clearly in Game of Thrones, whether it's the, the – not the directors, whether it's the showrunners or whether it's the actors themselves yeah. or HBO – if clearly someone wants to pull it, I'm sure HBO wanted to keep it going because it makes a lot of money for them. But I'm sure the other ones said, okay, we've had enough. We've committed enough time to this, you know. And the actors and, and, as well. Yeah, yeah 10 years it's, of their life. Yeah. It's probably a lot for the actors, but it seems like it's the showrunners. I mean, HBO would have wanted more. And they even said HBO would have would have been happy with more seasons. And, you know, at some point things do come to a head, like in Breaking Bad. I mean, there was only a finite amount of stories because at some point you have to put people in conflict. And I think that that's natural here. It's just... You know, when people bitched about pacing and, well, people are flying from one side of the country to the other, I don't get as bogged down by that. I get bogged down by when we race to plot points where they should have done more work. They should have laid more foundation or, or not even so much foundation, but just we let it breathe a little more. And we part of last episode where we didn't get to see we didn't get to see how Sansa and Arya reacted to finding out that John is a Targaryen. I mean, that was cut. You know, they could have had the Jamie and Brienne story play out for another episode or two, which would have really added some more background and definition to what happened ultimately with Jamie, which I'm sure we'll get to shortly. But even Nikolai Coster-Waldau, the actor who plays Jamie, said he's like, yeah, you know, I'm used to having a little bit more time. So we had to do more work between the scenes. And when you're having to do so much work off screen to make, to explain things on screen, that shows you're rushing it. And so this is the first time I've really felt in the past couple episodes, I'm like, you know what? People have a point and they're rushing it. I don't even know if we needed another full season. But if the last two seasons had each been 10 episodes long, that might have been enough. It's just, it's a little too short shrift for me. Just make I think, all in that of them 10, just all eight being 10 episodes long probably would have done it. Probably would have been enough because they shortened. So... You know, it, it's gonna, it is, it does feel rushed because, I mean, we've, we've, we've said it a lot all along. They're, they're, they're fast, they're fast traveling everywhere. It's like playing a computer game, you know, where you can just go to that safe house and just end up somewhere else. It's just one of those, <laughs> like, fucking, yeah, the load point. Off you We're go. Like, it, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just go and switch. Shoot, oh, I'll go to that new safe house, please. It's just, they're just flying around. Varys especially just turns up everywhere. So you're just like, how the fuck? What? 
you are. And, so, I, and I mean, yeah. I'm okay with that. It's just as long as it's moving the plot line in a in a coherent I'm way. Just, and yeah. when you when you skip steps, when you skip steps, it's like I I'm okay with with what the ultimate choice that Jamie made. But it just felt so quickly. He's with Brienne. Maybe he realizes that that's not for him and who he truly loves. And then by the end of the episode, he's out. And then he ends here in this episode. And and that's po- a poetic ending. And I think that fits. You know, I think a lot, myself included, a lot of people thought that Jamie was going to kill Cersei. But them dying together in each other's arms, while it's not a satisfying end, because I think we all wanted to see Cersei really get it, I think narratively it makes a lot of sense. And it is a tragic, poetic ending that, you know, I, I thought was a good ending. Was it the way I, what I would have absolutely wanted? No. But again, you, but there's still, they really rushed that part with Jamie and didn't give us a lot of explanation. So no, that's, that's they, they also, the they also that. rushed Cersei this season as well. Cersei's barely been in it this season, except for just random shots of her sneering at stuff. And, and <laughs> it's been a big mistake. It's yeah, really it's been a mistake. It, she, and, and that's why, like, you know, like before when I was saying, I don't have any sympathy for her whatsoever. If they would actually, if this had been a proper full season and, you know, Cersei had had more on screen time, more nuanced like she used to be, then fair enough, maybe I would have had some sympathy. I, I agree that the way, initially when I first saw it, I was kind of like, uh, you know, really just some bricks on her head killing her. I mean, you know, but actually, when when you think about it, and then I saw it a second time, they go from the womb to the tomb. Her and Jamie literally kind of from embryonic stages, and then they're kind of collapsed back into this this tomb, Amazing. which is like a womb. So yeah. you know that is poetic justice in, in a way. Yeah. And also, sure. yeah. she kills them. She kills them. She kills both of them. Uh, Danny kills them with what she's doing. They they are the Lannisters. They, you know, he killed her dad. She's killed them both pretty much there. That's sweet for Danny at the end of the day. She ended the she ended the Lannisters, you know, there and then. So yeah, yeah. Those and she got so him. Just, and- sorry, just to jump on what Scott was saying before as well. I, mean, like, I tweeted this earlier. I was like, does it make sense? And does the information conveyed to us on screen make actual sense without us having to surmise a hundred other things? And that's exactly what Scott said before. You know, I think we we are being kind of entrusted too much to make these leaps of you know knowledge or judgment or whatever. And and I just think there's too much happening off screen. And then it's fine for the the showrunners to come on afterwards on on inside Game of Thrones or whatever and say, oh, we took this reason because of this because of no, that's not right. You know, you need to tell us on screen. We are watching this properly. Show it, don't tell. It should be show us exactly. don't tell us especially after the episode. And and look, and fairly or not, I mean, I love Game of Thrones. I think it's still one of the best series of all time i mean regardless of some of the stuff that's happened over the past couple episodes but so because of that when you put it in the upper echelon it's like when we compare athletes or teams you know the greatest of the greats and you have to split hairs you know i compare game of thrones to breaking bad and the way that they handled breaking bad is every little thread was woven and it ended so beautifully i mean i love lost but lost had a lot of issues at the end a lot of things that maybe didn't always the pieces didn't always fit and end was awful and yeah, and and and, that, and you don't want to you want to see Game of Thrones get closer to Breaking Bad because for me that's the gold standard. That is as perfect of storytelling as you can get. Every every decision, every choice, every moment, nothing's wasted. And for so long, Game of Thrones has done that. You know, because the books are so dense, you have to be economical with what you put on the without screen, the books, and you can't lost, waste time. You knew it's going to lose it though without the books. That's something that you should accept. You know, you you know that's going to happen. And also, they're not going to, I think he said, they're not, they've not gone the way that he would go. So they're definitely doing this. But some of that's this. overblown, too. They're probably, I, doing I, this with, they're probably doing this on actor now, you know, like on popularity. 
rather than... The, do you get what I mean? I, I think they but, are with Arya, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah, let's talk about Arya next then, because, I mean... Okay. I, I mean, just real, just real quick, one quick point. I'm okay with being off the books. Hardhome yeah. and, the, and the explosion the Sept of Baylor are not in the books, and those are two of the best moments of the show. Mm. They can do it without the books. That's yeah. not an excuse. Fair enough. It's more than it's rushed, isn't it? That's all it is. They've run out of time. Yeah, that's it. They've, I mean, I think whoever really made that decision, of telling good stories, it's a bad decision. And they have told good stories. Yeah, uh, I think it's the showrunners. But you're right. But Arya, you know, had, and I think that that's what the final episode is going to be. So much Arya, and maybe this will be, end up being Arya's season in a lot of ways. You know, basically be that's Arya, what, John, and Danny. That's what Jessel was saying to me. So Jessel, let's talk to you about this because I'm kind of like wondering where the fuck the face of faceless men have gone because, or you know, her powers because. I was hoping we'd see a lot more of that in this season and she'd pull out some of these tricks because, like, you know, that's one of her superpowers. I think that's probably coming in the last episode. Um, Man, they saved it for last. <laughs> yeah, but... but Makes no sense. I would have liked to see the superpowers... Compared to Cersei. She... Cersei's just been... Yeah. If Arya had killed Jamie and then used his face to kill Cersei, that would have been cool. When I told that to some, I think we talked about that on the yeah. pod of the yeah. previews, and then I told yeah. some of my friends, and they're like, "Oh, and you know, maybe that's you know, you're you know, way out there, you know, kind of crazy kind of thing, and maybe some people will handle it or not." But yeah. you know, she's. It would be cool to see her powers one last time, mm. but we have at least seen some of her assassin skills because I mean, she was awesome yeah. at the Battle of Winterfell. But it'll be curious to see is if she's going to take the shot at Danny. I mean, she's going to have to do it when she's away from the dragon. That's going to be a real problem. You yeah. know, like like Jamie tried to do at the Battle of Blackwater Rush, you yeah. don't rush a dragon. That's a bad decision. Yeah. Jessel, um, you broke up when you were talking about Arya. That's why we jumped in, because we thought you were Oh, okay, up. sorry. So you want to start again with what you're saying with Arya, then we can, we, could, we could get your full point of view. Yeah, sure. I was just saying that in season, uh, well, this season, I think, has been Arya's season. She's had a lot of screen time. Um, she's had a lot of major wins and stuff like that. This episode in particular was actually quite a strange one because she, I kind of felt like almost what was the point in her being there to an extent because she goes down to, uh, to King's Landing with the mountain and then the mountain says no, not the mountain, the hound and just tells her to turn around and go away. And she does and then she just turns around. The rest of her is, is basically trying to escape from the city and all these things. You kind of get her viewpoint and the showrunner said that's because you need someone to kind of, you know, feel, and if you just had extras, it wouldn't make sense. I get that. But ultimately, her being there makes no sense at all, really, in the, in the end, because she just tur- turns around. And um, you get that moment with the Hound, um, where, which is a nice tender moment, and I get that, absolutely. But I just think she's had enough screen time. She's had a lot of big wins, and I'm sure she's going to in the next episode. Something big is going to happen again with Arya. So, you know, it's like maybe like what Gags was saying before. Is there just a popularity behind her where you're trying to crowd please and she's kind of becoming the face of it? Because no. actually, even Sansa hasn't had that much screen time no. in, in she's all she's really had is just tete a tete with, um, with Daenerys. I mean, that's the kind of main crux of what she's it's been. John I, I think she might end the throne. To I think Sansa has been involved a little bit. She had some moments with Jon, you know, her family and Tyrion. You but, know, I like that. I like God. how they brought her and Tyrion back together. Yeah, but you know, if you compare, kinda... you know, Cersei and Sansa have been out of an, a total episode, whereas Jon and Danny have been in every single one, and Arya as well. You know, they've had what something... episode was Sansa out of? I mean, she. I mean, she wasn't. This one? In... She wasn't in this at all. Oh, you're right. She wasn't. Yeah. That's true. Good point. <laughs> Well, and the other thing wow, is, my memory is gone. <laughs> if you kind of take into account magic as well, 
then Sansa doesn't have any magical powers. She's not a faceless man. She hasn't been, you know, come back to life like John. She doesn't have a dragon. Um, who, are, you know, there are other characters who, who trade on magic or this or that. She doesn't have anything. She's just a normal person. I've said this before. She's the most realistic reflection of us. And I personally think that if you are going to break the wheel, then what you need to set up is like a government where people are elected and maybe yeah, Sansa is like the one that. to beat that. She's like a presidential figure and she doesn't have to rely on all this magic and whatnot and stuff no. like that. She's just an actual person because Tyrion would be the other person, but Tyrion's clearly a fucking idiot. You know, he he's just keeps making... Yeah. He's lost it. so annoyed if I was Peter Dinklage. Like, you know, the decisions... He's just been completely undermined at almost every single turn and, uh, you know... I, I don't nice know moments, what the... though, didn't he? Just so with his brother. His acting's one. been great. So acting's been great. He gets great emotional moments, but in terms of his decision making as a hand, he's the worst hand ever. And Jamie has a really bad hand on his right hand. So do you know what I mean? It's just, it's, 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 it's just, I'll, I'll say I'll say Tyrion's moment where he he goes to Jamie and he releases him. I think it's true to his character, his love for his brother. It's brilliant. Also, I think that you know you could tell the tender moment he had with Varys, where he puts his hand on Varys's arm before Varys you know gets crispied up. You know, he could tell that it, he he felt bad. He felt guilt. That was yes. It, he made a decision. He chose Danny, but that's his friend, and he didn't want to see him die. It's just it, the natural conclusion. But I think that he tried to honor what Varys was about, which is somebody's got to try and protect all the innocents. So if I have to sacrifice my life, and maybe it all works out. Now, granted, it's a ridiculous attempt and probably is never going to work. And it certainly didn't. And everything he's done towards Cersei has been totally misguided. Mm. But some of those parts, I mean, I felt at least in this episode, it felt real, but yeah, overall dating back to season six, I mean, really ever since he left Westeros, it just seems like he's, you know, gotten things wrong left, right and center. Yeah. He's, he's been made to look very weak in this, in this season, I feel. Um, and he, and it shouldn't because he's supposed to be, you know, he was being built up in one of the episodes of the mastermind, but that's just not working out at all. And everyone's making bad decisions. Um, I think with the Arya stuff, I just wanted to finish off on, uh, if there must be a reason for her being at ground zero, there must be a reason for her to be under that ash. And just going through that hell, it is kind of hell watching people die and, and burn and being witness to that, uh, upfront and, and personal. And so there must be something now with that and the white horse riding her out. There must be something that she's going to do in the next episode personally. I don't think they just put that there for no reason. I will be actually very disappointed if in the next episode there's nothing going on with Arya and we've, no, we've seen the last of her and she's run off scared. That would be like totally stupid. It would just be. Why did we, you could have done it with an extra then? Like using Arya has to, has to be some sort of reason. Like she now I hates right, Danny. Next. I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think it serves as motivation for Arya yeah. because she's seen all this kind of stuff up close. Mm. Um, the other thing that I really liked before I forget is actually the direction of it in terms of we're, we're on the ground seeing all this devastation from the victim's perspective constantly. You know, you don't, it doesn't keep cutting to Daenerys's face on the dragon going like that and becoming crazy and crazier. You just <laughs> see this dragon flying overhead, torching stuff. It's and crazy. actually, as a, as, as a directorial decision, that is very clever because that kind of makes you empathize even more. That's maybe why so many of us were kind of shocked yeah. by the direction it's taken. And that was very clever. It's, it's, and they it's explain that well. on, it's, yeah, they explained that on Inside the Episode. You know, they talked about, you know, so many times when you see battle scenes or these major action scenes, you see it from the main characters. You know, think about one of the cooler things about what Avengers did, the first Avengers, is, yeah, we had all the superheroes on the streets in New York, but we got to see the real people, you know, in the line of fire and being terrified. 
and they talked about, well, yeah, we wanted to do that from the ground. We want to see it, what it's like to actually see a city get sacked, not just for the vantage point of all these main characters who probably aren't on the business end of it. Some of them are in the fighting, but you don't want to be like Tyrion all the way in the back. But I think, yeah, Arya being there definitely, I think, sets up next episode. But it also added that emotional element, because if we'd had totally random people you know the common folk the citizens of king's landing we might not have been as emotionally invested yeah you know you know oh it's 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 tragic thousands are dying but when you put aria in the middle of it and you put aria's life on the line even though we know probably she's not going to die i think that added even so not we had the best of both worlds you had a a bit of story in there dude and a bit of story in there they made they made the women that saved the woman and the child saved her life didn't they and yeah, then and she the tries thing. to say, so they did try and do something in there. You know, I that, thought that worked. It yeah. worked for me. And, and plus, I thought it was her character development, too. Now, granted, the, you know, the criticism is, well, she finally had this moment of revelation where the hound is. You don't want to be like me. This is what revenge does to you. It mm. it, it, it ruins true. your life it's and it great. gets you killed. Yeah, great Could they have done that before they get to King's Landing? Yeah. Maybe, but maybe she had to go to the brink. But. You know, I think it all makes sense. And Things I were burning. Made, Things uh, were burning. It was breaking yeah. down. You know, you got to be a fear. There's got to be fear inside you a little bit. What they showed with Arya is who was fearless before this season. That when she's seen the dead and now she's seen the dragons, there's a little bit of fear, and that's natural. I think that's good. I think they have bought her human element rather than this just stone cold person. They needed to have that. So she her humanity yes. has been a huge part of season eight, and you know. Mm. That's the part where she could have chosen in season one when, you know, she's with the, the band of Lannister soldiers in the, the woods and they ask her, well, what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm going to go to King's Landing to kill Cersei. And they laugh because it's so ridiculous. But that's what she was going to do. But she chose in season seven to go home. And that was kind of the path towards, you know, reclaiming her identity. Is she no one or is she Arya Stark? And this has been the path to developing Arya Stark and the rejection of no one. And, you know, I think that... There's been some missteps, there's been some great things, but what they have done with Arya this season, I think, has been probably their biggest accomplishment. Yeah, and she even says in this episode, I'm going to kill the Queen, when her and the Hound are just walking in and that soldier's like, you know, oh, gets in their way. Danny, you know, so, so that yeah, that's that's kind of like harking back to it. The other thing is is when the Hound shouts, Look at me to Arya and you know, grabs her by the by the back of her head in this tender moment. He actually shouted, Look at me to Sansa back in the black uh, the Battle of Blackwater, I think it oh, was. Wow. And, and that's when, because that's when Joffrey's gone nuts. And you know, do you remember when the hound has enough? Cause all the wildfire and stuff like that. And mm. he's having these crazy, and he goes, fuck, fuck this war, fuck the king, blah, 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 blah. And then he wanders off. And that's when he says, Santa, come with me. Yeah. And he goes, look at me, you know, and, and, and so he says exactly the same thing to Arya, um, again in King's Landing, I guess. So there are a lot of uh, like really clever Parallels, callbacks actually. Yeah. Yeah, really good. That's really good. I really like that. And then whilst we're on the hand, we might as well go and talk about the flipping fight, Scott, because uh, bloody hell, the, the mountain is just it's just unbeatable. It visually it was spectacular, and I liked it from you know storyline. I thought it was a good conclusion for both characters. You know, the mountain is just this. He's sort of like death, and you know he's a monster. And, I, and you know when the hound knocks his helmet off, and he's like, "That's you. That's what you've always been." I mean, that's really what the mountain is. He's this terrible, terrifying monster, um, you know, coming to kill anybody in his path. And you know, I thought it was great the way it ended, where the hound knocks, you know, the the mountain through the wall and into the you know flaming pyre, you yeah. know, all the wreckage of of the Red Keep. 
but you know obviously visually to be on that 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 staircase is the 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 keep is literally crumbling around them and you know every all i thought that was a it was both great action good storytelling and you know some people say all oh, the fan service of the club game ball but it was fun i mean these characters had to cre- reach a conclusion and i you know it's what people wanted to see and i think it lived up to it you know and it was the hound's way of you know bringing his life full circle because he had just been consumed with rage and, and anger and fear but he cha- you know and dying in the flames i mean he had to confront his final fear of the flames to take them both out and it you know it kind of it brought things full circle the fire is what created their conflict and it's what ended their conflict jessel he's he surmised the fight really well well i just want you to tell me about before the fight went when, because someone dies <laughs> Oh, I laughed that, out that loud was, when he died. Yeah, that was brilliant, actually. Um, Kyburn just gets swatted aside like a fly. <laughs> and just goes bang, his head snaps. Oh my god. And the and way he, he, he walks. shout at the mountain or anything. I was like, it's a little bit excessive mountain. You know, it's just, but, but there you go. It was kind of like Frankenstein's monster, wasn't it? The mountain never asked to be turned into this monster creation. No. And actually, when Clegane, uh, when uh, Sandor says to him, that you know you've always been a monster he's saying to him it doesn't matter what you've just been uh, if ever when, since we were kids you were a monster you did this to me you've always been like this you might look different but you've always been like this i'd also like to say again star wars prequels this really reminded me of um revenge of the sith with uh anakin and obi-wan the the final fight between them where it's like i've got the higher ground that one and and obviously the end the ending is slightly different but it kind of it, it really did remind me of that as well wow. i thought it was brilliant you will have absolutely no complaints from me for clegane bowl i think i think they pretty much nailed it to be honest um yeah it was visceral and it was brutal and you eyes, know they had oh. some of the fantasy element where he was like a terminator you just couldn't kill this guy and that was a whole like Gags, you mentioned you laughed out loud when Kyburn got it. That was hilarious. But it was also funny when the hound is he's like, just fucking die already. Just die. How do I kill you? And he you know, even though he stabbed him in the eye, and that's kind of the the fantasy element of it. It's just this like it you know, this monster that can't be taken down and finally he did it. And yeah, it just the way they shot it and it was just such a brutal ending for them both, but it was very on point. And, you know, I think when we had talked about, are we going to get Club Game Ball last season? Are we going to get it this season? How would it work? What would be the way to do it? You know, it, it wasn't about defending Cersei. It wasn't about defending each one, defending their sides. It was in that moment, it was just the two of them. It was that old conflict, that old rivalry, that old hatred came to the forefront. And I thought they, they, I thought they dealt with it really well. I thought that was one of the cooler parts of the entire episode. Cersei was hilarious. Yes. She's like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, can I just uh, squeeze past her? Is that right? Uh, yeah, you, I'm going to go. Me. I'm going to go. Uh, you guys can yeah. stay and work. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And I, I loved it that Sandor didn't actually touch her. He had no problem with her. You go, Cersei, no problem. I've got a problem with him. And like, you know, because I, I like that. She could just go away and have an end somewhere else. Um, what else was there? There was so much going on. Um, I just, I just, um, Okay, we've done Varys. What's left, boys? What else? What else have we I got? What, with Cersei, there was an interesting... There are quite a lot of little, little nice touches. That she's actually standing in the same spot as the last time she saw Jamie. You know, that with that map on the floor, that place? And then that's where Jamie comes back, and that's where they see each other again. So it's literally been, like, what, a, a whole season since they saw one another or something. And it's at exactly the same spot. And then they go off to their, their sort of, you know, downstairs tomb thingy thing. Um, and then the other thing is, is, um, 
what do you call it in the battle of the bastards there was kind of like a harking back to that when you know you know the head of the golden company he's got a really hilarious name it's like the most boring accountant style name but <laughs> he basically he he sort of you know foreshadow he sort of harkens back to when john snow gets his sword out except this guy just turns and legs it basically <laughs> Then gets a spear in the back for his troubles. The Grey Worm is uh, so violent in this oh, show. Oh, Grey Worm. We should talk about Grey Worm. He goes like, uh, he goes proper, doesn't he? Like, yeah, like, you know, like Ramsey's army in that when they're just killing people on the floor, like, no mercy. It was just violent, man. So violent from Grey Worm. But you could see it's all rage. And that's where the rage is in, in Daenerys as well. It's all rage. Um, I thought the standoff was interesting and in how they just charged them without weapons just shows you they've lost all they've just lost all pride well not pride but honor all honor gone at that point um and you could argue yeah, gray worms in the same place yeah. he's, he's grief stricken yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know they seize Absolutely. on that advantage and and just real quick you know the harry strickland with the most mundane name he that sounds like the name of a defensive midfielder from burnley somebody mid-table <laughs> You know, just kind of a boring, like generic Midlands club type of name. But yeah, was it I mean, his it, horse? It, but Scott, was it his horse that she gets on at the end? I'm He's not got sure a white if it horse. Is his horse. I'd have to go back. But you know what's one cool thing? You mentioned that you know Ari had those moments with the the mother and daughter. Mm. That daughter was holding a white horse, like a toy yeah. white horse. Wow. So if you go back and catch that, was one of the things I caught back on the the old internet's. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was brutal. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, and the other thing is the Northmen also lost control and that rage. You know, I think, you know, Jorah had mentioned that many seasons ago. He's like, there's a beast in every man and it stirs when you put a sword in his hand. Yeah, John that's calmed war. him, didn't he? He stopped him. Yeah, he finally did. But he had to kill the one guy who was about to, to rape the woman. And it just shows, you know, just how how unhinged and chaotic everything. Is. And I think that's what's going to register most with John, just how brutal everything was. So, um but real quick, you know, I just want to get in a prediction. Oh, now you got to go. Um, go on. I do have to, unfortunately, Jet. But I, I think the prediction for me, just taking notes, is, you know, before I thought that it was going to end with Danny sitting on the throne, John giving his life to save her, and she's this heroic figure, and she brings peace to the realm. I think she ends up breaking the wheel, but I think because she has laid waste to King's Landing, laid waste to most of the Red Keep, I think she's... It ends with Danny dying. Maybe John dies too in order to kill her. Maybe he goes off into exile north of the wall and just says, I'm done with all this. But I think she breaks the wheel and that there's no throne anymore. There's no central capital and the seven kingdoms split back amongst each other. And that's where Sansa, you know, makes it all the way through. And now she's the real power, you know, she's the power in the north. So I think that's where it ends as far as I, I think we're going to get nobody sits on the Iron Throne. Wow. Jessel, come on then. I know Scott's got to go. Scott, no problem. If you've got to leave now, we'll we'll continue with some predictions. You can Cheers, mate. I'm going to go, and then you guys can talk about how stupid my prediction was, and then I can't wait to download and listen. No, no problem, mate. I think it was a good one. It was interesting. No problem. <laughs> Just Catch kidding. you next Cheers. week, buddy. <laughs> Later. So, Jessel, uh, what's your prediction? I think you've dropped a couple in whilst we've been doing the pod anyway. Um, any other things coming to your mind now after what we've been discussing, or anything change your mind about how you think this might go? I think that a lot's going to happen next week. Um, <laughs> State the obvious. Things, th- things are happening, as Jermaine Jenner said. Um, I, I think. <laughs> I think. Um, I think John is going to kill Danny and become the Queen Slayer and that Azor Ahai guy. Um, either him or Arya will pull some uh, faceless, nameless 
thingy thingy on her. Uh, I, I just can't see her making it to the end, basically. I cannot see it. If she does, then fair enough. But if I were her, I, I mean, maybe she'll be emboldened by the, um, by the Unsullied and, and the, the soldiers who fought in her name, because, you know, in the end, that was victory and soldiers like victories. Um, the problem is, as Scott said before, there's a massive rebuilding job on King's Landing. So maybe she just won't even stay there. Maybe she'll just go back to Dragonstone and let them sort I, their own I shit agree. out. But- I agree. There's no point staying there. Why would you want to stay in the rubble? She destroyed the keep. That's where the throne was, right? Yeah, it's all gone. gone. Everything's gone. And any survivors will hate her guts, surely. Of course. Well, she'll probably just kill them as well. What's the point of keeping anyone alive now when you've done what you've done? Like there is the next episode. I was so ready for the next episode when this ended, like because I just like I want to know what the reaction is from everybody because that's the that's going to be the most interesting part. Now we thought we were going to maybe get more you know, um, political stuff going on. Well, whilst it has been uh, in little parts, it's been bloody mean action. It's just been crazy flipping, burn people to death. Um, I, 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 I agree with what you said earlier. I think Arya's got a big part to play. I think Arya's going to kill her. Um, and I don't think John will want it, but I would really, really like, I think maybe she dies. So I, I put the predictions together. Shall I? She she tries to kill John first. This is Danny. She tries to get Drogon to burn him, and then Arya. And then she's shocked and she's upset, and that's when Arya comes in and does the does the deed. Bang. So so what? Arya basically becomes like. Who do you think she'll become though? Oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. Maybe she becomes a Grey Worm. Yeah. It has to be right. I tell you what, let me take you through who is actually left in terms yeah, of the go main on, characters. <laughs> yeah, right, so we've, we've got Jon Snow, yeah. uh, we've got Danny, we've got Arya, Sansa, and Bran. Yeah. Um, Tyrion. we've got Tyrion. He's, Tyrion is the only Lannister left. Jesus. We've got Grey Worm, yeah. Davos, mm. Gendry, yeah. uh, Brienne of Tarth is still there. Yeah. Uh, we've got Podrick and Bronn. So Bronn could just come in and start some shit up. You just never know with him, do you? But, but. Let's see. Um, the interesting thing with Bronn is because I don't know if listeners know, but in real life, him and him and Lena Headey uh, had like a really bad relationship yeah. in real life, yeah. like like two decades ago. So they're never on screen with each other. Like they hate each other's guts. No, basically. I think they had a problem during the show. They actually got together during the show at the start, and it broke no, up. I I thought it was back in the eighties or something, no, like, or no. in the nineties or something no, like that. I really? Thought, yeah, yeah. It was in the show, so they were on oh. screen together at the start. And then if you watch the first F season, they're together and second season. And after that, they're never together again. They're just. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They had a bad breakup during the show. That's mad. <laughs> That's crazy. They won't even go to the same premiere and all this kind of stuff. Like it's just like really like, wow. Um, but anyway, that's who's left basically. And, uh, in what terms about, of who um, we. Wildling, what's his name? He's still, but he's gone north and he. Yeah. Tormund's gone north with Ghost. Mm. Uh, the CGI budget doesn't extend to any more um, visions of ghost, unfortunately. Without an ear. Without an ear. Yeah. Um, um, Sam Otali is obviously still alive, but him and Gilly have gone off. She's going to have her baby. Mm. Uh, so I'm assuming that we're not really going to see them or, or that they won't play a major yeah. part. Maybe. I mean, you never know. But um, like we posited before, maybe he's writing this all down in a story of fire and ice or whatever, a it's song of fire and ice. Left, eh? Not that many. And in this episode, we lost seven. So I'll take you through who we lost. We lost Varys, the Hound, the Mountain, Kyburn, Jamie, Cersei, and we need to talk about this guy, Euron. Um, oh my God. Yeah. We forgot Euron. What the fuck? 
Well, I was going to save him to last because he's just, I honestly think he's one of the worst characters in really? Game of Thrones. Well, no, do you know why? Because I just think that he's just really underdeveloped, really kind of comic. Yeah, he's kind of like, he's rushed like Johnny Depp in Pirates of the yeah, Caribbean. I never I liked think. him, to be honest. And it's interesting because I haven't read the books, but I've read about Euron in the books. And apparently in the books, he's like virtually the scariest guy in the whole book, basically. Mm, mm. Um, and, and I, I think George R. Martin said that, um, he was the least kind of impressed by how they've done Euron or, or, or Euron on screen is the least like the ones in the books. So, um, anyway, the way that he, how do you think, uh, his kind of tete a tete with Jamie went? I thought it was comedic it shouldn't have been like that it was stupid uh-huh. i didn't like it i did like you know he's getting he's having a war with this guy battling and he's trying to be funny throughout it and it just didn't i just didn't think it was it needed to be it needed to be violent because at the end of the day jamie should be jealous or whatever and um but it just didn't come across as anything epic to me to be honest if i'm brutally honest with you and he goes oh you know you killed another king well fuck off it's just nonsense it's just bullshit it just didn't come across very well personally and I would have rather Jamie died there. Actually, yeah, that would have been better. I completely agree. And, and like he got stabbed properly like two, three times, like Jamie did. Yeah. Yet he still makes it up all the way up those stairs and, and, and gets to Cersei. But I, I just think Euron's character, the way that they've handled him over the last few seasons, from the start pretty much, I think they've just got it wrong, wrong, wrong. And, uh, or you could just say, you're wrong. And, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not, a, he's not been, you weren't afraid of him. You know, you weren't like, at the moment, I would be afraid of Danny. Like what they've just done. You'd just be like, what the fuck? Because that's crazy. She's in embadments. But Euron just, you don't, you know, yeah, he's done some shit things, but I don't think they built, like you said, the build hasn't been there. They haven't had time to build him. Season six, uh, season seven, he just didn't get enough time. If they had 10 episodes, maybe he could have had an episode dedicated a bit more to him. You know, yeah, he was a dick with his family, whatever, killed his brother. It still was it just still wasn't enough, I don't think, to Yeah. Like the way he did it as well. On the bridge, it was a bit simple. You could have made it a bit more dastardly, a bit more you know, I don't know. A bit more, just something to make you fear him. But you don't the, the, like the, the mountain the book it's Euron fear, you is fear. crazy. The book Euron is insane. He actually rapes his brother's wife, he does this, that he is really, really insane. See, that He's also be... into like black magic and stuff like that. See now and... that would make you worried. Yeah, exactly. I mean here you're I think you're completely right. I think the way it, he just Dumped he just down. conveniently pops up mm. right where Jamie is after all the boats have been completely burnt alive. And and it's just so convenient. It's just such a weird one. And um Like at the start yeah. how fast he goes and come comes back um to, from from Essos, you know, to get the Golden Company. It's unbelievably yeah. quick as well. All the stuff involving him is just nonsense. It just none of it um, makes sense. And the other thing is, is that in the last episode, he has sex with Cersei. And now, for what reason? <laughs> like, if you look, look at it retrospectively, what was the point of that whole thing? Okay, you know, is she just placating him? But it, I don't know. Like, in this episode, it's just, it seems like the whole reason he had sex was that he could say to Jamie, oh, I fucked the queen. You know, and, and that's literally it. And that enrages Jamie or make, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. No like, build, I don't think... No build. Absolutely yeah. no build again. Nothing. And we didn't even get to see anything from last week where a lot of people were, were, were wondering, oh, what Tyrion said, we know about your baby and all this, you know, like, sorry, he already knew about his baby. Yeah. But after your baby. Oh, yeah. Is Euron so dumb that he doesn't think, yo, what happened? What's going on here? There should have been something about that. There's some kind of fallout or nothing. Just nothing. Just nothing. There's just, why are those things put in? 
Why? Because it just makes it look silly now. Like you're saying, the Euron stuff, the having sex with Cersei stuff, all worthless. All worthless. The plot is worthless. It, it is, and, and like at least with at least with Jamie, obviously they've built him up year after year, and and back in season five when him and oh. Bron are talking, he says, "I want to die in the arms of the woman I love." Yeah. Um. And and you know, as the story between him and Brienne goes, I obviously thought at the beginning of this season, I was like, "Oh, he's going to die in Brienne's arms or whatever like that." Mm. <laughs> obviously, he he turns tail, goes back to Cersei. That's fine. You know, he's just grown up with that toxic I, I relationship. I think Jamie's right, story has but... been wonderful, to be honest. Yeah, whole, I think, the, I, I think I, he's the, he's had the best story. If they killed him off in the, the, the long night, yeah, it would have been yeah. a, it would have been enough because he'd done, I think he'd, the, the, the episode before with uh, Brienne was perfect. I thought they, I thought then personally, I thought they nailed it, but, when um, he knighted. yeah, yeah, I thought it was all perfect. I thought it was really good. He's had a proper turnaround from what he was as a dick. To now doing something nice for someone before they die, and I thought at that point, and then even sitting with his brother when Bron was there, I all thought that was really good. You know, connection with 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 Tyrion could have died there. They could have killed off Jamie in quite a few episodes in this season, and it would have been fine. It would have been totally fine. He he's done the full story narrative. The only thing I think that's missing is him killing her. That is it because. He kind of looks quite weak here, and he kind of looks like a bit of a user of Brienne. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I mean, now looking at it retrospectively, was it really the right choice to have him and Brienne sleep together, um, or, or did did we need to have that so that it would push Jamie back to Cersei? Effectively, I don't know. And also, is she pregnant with the last Lannister child? Basically, um, you you like- love this angle because the Danny kid's not happening now, mate. <laughs> No, I know. Just you know, there's no no babies. It's just uh, you know. But I'm not saying that from like an anti-feminist point of view or anything. I'm just, it was just interesting because um, yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're you saying. You know, he did have sex with Brienne. And, I think Brienne's and... dreams came true for one, and Jamie Jamie kept saying to her, even then, I hate the North. Even when he was with her, he was saying, I hate the North. So he was trying to get away every time. But as I know what you're saying, you're right. It's it's there's a few things now that feel a bit. Hollow. But but I think you're right. I think for him to go back to Cersei and them to die together um, definitely makes sense. And yeah. I think it is the only logical conclusion, really. I don't think he was ever going to kill her, to be honest. Um, uh, like I don't know, was, especially once Danny starts destroying the whole city and stuff like that. Um, and outside of that, I mean, the like you said before, the tender moment that him and Tyrion had was really beautiful, it was. and it was like a role reversal of when Tyrion was the prisoner and Jamie let him go Absolutely. and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, look. In the end, the listeners like might be thinking, "Oh, you know, I hated this episode. I didn't hate this episode at all. The only thing that I've got a massive issue with is, yeah. is how Danny rushed old Danny like yeah. turning is, basically." Yeah. But I, I thought there was a lot to admire in this. I thought the cinematography was amazing. Some, you know, most of the direct directing was great. The sound again was good. Um, the, the action was fantastic. You know, even little things here and there, like when the, the tops of buildings are exploding, you see wildfire going off, oh. and then you remember, oh yeah, do you remember, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like they had, I think Mad King Ares had hidden bits of wildfire all over <laughs> oh, the yeah, city. Yeah, so that's what's going on. I just on. thought it was Cersei's. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually all the way back from then, you know, so it's, it's kind of like Danny's fulfilling her father's wishes. There you go. In, um, so the circularity of that is really fascinating. That my issue is just like, uh, like speed. Uh, you know, I know, I know, I get it. I don't want to flog a dead horse, basically. Yeah, it's basically the speed. It's just happened too fast, too quick. Like I said, I think the overall idea of it is great, but 
if they had if they had built it over um, you know half a season uh, and we got three four hours of it, I think it would have been much better. The problem here is because they only have six episodes, and they had so much to fit in with the long night and you know all the shit going on, and they had to have this war as well. Well, whatever they've done, it's just it does feel rushed. I won't I won't deny that, but I do like it. I really like it. I really like that they've gone this way because I wouldn't guess it. I thought she was going to be good, goody two shoes the whole way. And um, I like that there's a new villain for the last episode, and that it's John V. Danny, because, like I said before, it feels like the, the popular people are now pitted against each other in the last episode. So, obviously, Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen are the most, and then Arya's in there as well. There's three, kind of a three-way going on here, but those are the most popular, and Tyrion's still about. It's just, it just shows what they're, they're doing. They're keeping the best characters in till the end, which is kind of a little bit of a shame, aren't, isn't it? Cause Cersei was never involved this season, really. Yeah. So you didn't expect her to have too much. It's a, there is a little bit of a shame, like you're saying to things, but okay, let's, let's get geared up now for, um, for, for John versus Danny and how the fuck they play this out. I'm think thinking there's, there's so many ways they could go. Yeah, because the last twenty minutes has to be tidy up, right? Of the of the season, like they can't leave it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. It's got to be how the realm survives. So the first hour is so important next week, Jessel. That not just. I mean, I think the first. You're right. The first twenty minutes is crucial, and then after that, I can see anything happening. To be honest, um, the 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 great thing about HBO is that. You know, for the past 20 years, ever since like literally going back to Sex and the City, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Game of Thrones, all of their programs, and they have really strong imagery. And the one thing I would say about this episode is the imagery of Danny flying over King's Landing and torching it to hell will stay with me forever. Like I will not forget that. So I'm expecting from next season, uh, so not the next season, next episode, the final episode, the finale of the whole thing, some really strong imagery. So I don't know how they're going to set it up, where it will be, but whatever happens will be kind of indelible in our brains. Whether it's Arya kind of, you know, becoming a faceless man again, or whether it's John. I mean, my, you know, my theory is that Danny is pregnant and John kills her, and maybe Danny's just found it. the interesting thing with Danny. She never has a maester, you know. In in all the other places to have a maester and like, oh yeah, you're pregnant. Oh yeah, you're this. Oh you're ill. Danny never even sees a maester. Like so, I I don't know what's kind of going on with that, but it, it will be interesting to see if something like that does happen. Um, but there's enough motivation for John to turn on Danny, um, and I don't know. Can she have any complaints really? None. Absolutely none. There's, a, there's no way. For me, the big, like you said, the big shock was that she turned into this crazy woman. But now, from when you see what John's doing and how he's, how his reactions and all that, you, you know straight away this has gone sour. This has gone south. He's not gonna, he's not gonna bend the knee next week. He just won't. He'll just be like, I can't follow somebody who will kill, kill innocent people for no reason. They did nothing to you. And regardless of. All the all the stuff that I've tried to give her the reasons for why she's done it, they won't be acceptable to John. Like it's it's fine giving like you know oh you don't no one loves me no one's gonna back me so I'm gonna I know everybody knows a secret so I'm gonna kill him but for John that's not gonna be acceptable. As long as we are backing you, he would say then you should you you should just carry on being the queen. But he will never and even Davos Davos will not will not go with this. No way. I can't see. Even Tyrion, when he saw it, the shock in his face, 
because he said when they he kept saying it. Did you, you know Tyrion in this show in this episode? Sorry, pointed out so many times to so many different people when the bell rings, <laughs> give up. How many times did he say it? He said it like five oh, times. Constantly, yeah. Exactly. So they put it over. They really put that over that Tyrion is trying to tell you that they've given up. So from his point of view, if you go into his little shoes, you think, "Fuck this." Varys was right, and I've I've just done over my mate. And I, oh, all along, Varys was right. All along, he said it in the last episode when people talk about destiny and stuff. They're tyrants. I've I, it reminds me of other tyrants like her dad. All of it was in the last episode. It's crazy how Varys's words have just come. And he begged it. He begged the last episode as well, Varys. Don't kill the people. Don't burn the city. You're gonna. You're basically going against the people. Everybody in the whole country, in the whole realm, would just be totally against you because you're just going against who you are. Don't do it. Don't go against your, your impulses. Don't go with them because she's not trusting anybody anymore. So there were little signs just so last week as well of, of what she was going to do. So personally, yeah, it's it's. I like it. I like it, but it's just so intriguing. Are they going to go to the same place where they went, uh, where they did the meeting at the end of season seven? That what, dragon's, dragon's plane. plane. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think they probably will do because. Uh, Dragon, that's what, the best what did you call it? Dragon's Den? Dragon. <laughs> Dragonstone. No, 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 no. Dragonstone. You know, in King's Landed, there was a part where all the dragons oh. used to live. Oh, you mean like that Colosseum kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking they'll end up going there because that's where Drogon will go or something. And maybe, oh, but I, I would love to see like some kind of trouble in the rubble. It would be, it would be interesting for them to just like, she lands and they just have it out. And everyone's just against her. But I think that Unsullied will support her, won't they, no matter what? So yeah, it's going to sure be... Do. Maybe John and this lot are going to be in chains. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think the one thing that they keep doing now, especially this season, is, is subverting what we think is going to happen. Mm. You know, like, whether it's... Sometimes I feel it's a little bit cheap for the sake of shock value, like with Euron or whatever. But in terms of the major things, uh, I think, like, they're, they're generally justified, but sometimes they need a bit of explaining. Whatever happens next week, I'm sure it's kind of... I, well, D&D have already said they're basically not going to be around. They're going to go with their wives on holiday, shut their phones off and get drunk. So so they clearly know that a lot of people are not going to like what's going to happen. So, Oh, um, my God. Why would you do it then? I know. I, I, well, I don't know. Maybe they were put in like a, a no-win situation. But interestingly enough, that I think it was the beginning of last year um like listeners can correct me if i'm wrong but basically their next show idea that they really wanted hbo to to make was um about going back in time to the civil war in america and instead of the deep south losing the deep south won or something like the confederates won basically Mm. and so it was going to be this whole thing and then there was such an outroar about it hbo killed it basically so so i i think they're kind of like you know, I think I think they're also going to be involved in some Star Wars things, maybe potentially. Yeah, they've got three That's films. They've got a trilogy, yeah. Yeah, so so I'm sure it's coming from them that they just want to move on, basically. And I think they've probably had enough of this. I agree. And and in the end, I that you know, a lot of people are saying no matter what, people will not be happy. You know, when you have such a beloved show like this, then there will there is no one ending. And apparently, they've finished the the film multiple endings anyway. But I think in the end, like a final season is supposed to enrich the show that came before it, you know, the, the sort of seven seasons or six, but however many seasons it's supposed to like wrap it up. Well, like Scott was saying, it doesn't it doesn't have to have a neat bow. It doesn't have to please everyone, but it should make sense. And this is what you said a few weeks ago. I keep coming back to it. You're like, 
I don't care what happens as long as it makes sense. And when I was watching it today, I was just like, this doesn't make sense to me. This is what, what was upsetting me, not what was happening, mm. but it just didn't make sense. So I just hope next episode, no, the final episode makes sense, basically. I, 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 I felt it did make sense, but I totally understand the rushed aspect. That's, that's yeah. without doubt. The show is being rushed. There's no doubt, you know, Suki said it. Nina agrees with me, by the way. She thought she, the episode was great. She loved it. She just likes the twist of it going crazy. Um, that's her personality though, eh? Uh, but yeah, next week, hopefully we'll try and get the ladies on as well to join the men and, uh, and, uh, battle it out for, because it could be a big, big debate next week. It could be a big, big debate about what happened at the end. And I think that's where we'll start. We'll start about the end because I, I like it when we start off with the big meaty bit because it just, everything then just wraps around it, doesn't it? Um, anything else from this episode? I think we're done. No, I think that's it. I just want to say finally that I thought, I think Jess was touched on it. The direction was great. I thought that Aria, whilst maybe too much time was spent, but her running around and all, all of it, you know, I just thought the dragons above just, just blowing everything up. I just thought the special effects, the CGI, the direction of it was just all, all really, really good. There was that, that part of it was magnificent. We can at least say, you know, whilst the story may be rushed and we all disagree, but what they did show on screen was, was pretty spectacular. So, uh, fair dues on that. We'll be back next week with the finale. The Game of Thrones finale, we might even need a two-hour show or something because we will probably go on all night talking about it. But yeah, try and catch us then. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you go and listen to the other episodes. Uh, four, four guests, really, main guests been on this week. It's been um, Jessel, Scott, Nina and Suki as well last week as well. So thank you to you guys uh, for, for joining me and helping me do this show. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. We've got one big one left. We can't wait. We'll see you next week. Network.